Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another serving of Business Soup Talk Radio. If it's in business, it's business soup. I'm John Debevoise, and today, let's bring your past to life, your background to the foreground. Today on The Soup, we have Rick Voigt. He is the CEO of Vivid Picks, and he's going to be bringing our images to life. Rick, welcome to this serving of Business Soup. John, thanks for having me. Now, in this lockdown coronavirus element, business, particularly small business, has changed dramatically. You have a company that you created called Vivid Picks. After you have a few footprints around companies, oh, such as Hewlett Packard and Kodak, you took the talents that you've always had in photography and you brought it forward into Vivid Picks. What is Vivid Picks? Having spent a lot of time in corporate and having also spent some time consulting and helping other companies, we decided to invent software that could automatically correct different types of images. So we have two patents, uh, one for the automatic correction of underwater photos and one for the automatic correction of faded images, old faded photos and documents used in the genealogical family history world. That could apply to businesses as well, old contracts. What if my coffee spills across the rental agreement that I have? Are you able to remove my coffee stains? We're not able to remove your coffee <laughs> stains, but your old contracts is a great call out um, that you are actually able to use our document algorithm in order to be able to improve the legibility, whether it be old and that paper is faded or whether that be new and the legibility is not as good as it might be for OCR and automatic picking up of the characters of a document. So, yeah. Okay. Well, there are a number of competitors out there, and just about all of us have the one that is ubiquitous with the name of photo altering, and that's Photoshop. I have it. I don't know how to use it, but the people around me use it. What is it that VividPix does that is different or along the lines of your competitors? Adobe Photoshop is a very good product. What that allows the user to be able to do is to do many, many, many things, but you do need to know how to use that software like you just described. You do not. What we invented, and it's kind of a, a page from George Eastman, Eastman Kodak, is he created a fairly good-sized company from you press the button, we do the rest. And that was the beginning of photography. Oh, yes. So we created easy-to-use software utilizing artificial intelligence so that you click the mouse, we do the rest. So oh. it's a software that is extremely intelligent, very easy to use, reasonably priced in order for the, the common man and lady in order to be able to improve their images. Well, now you're talking my language and being in the commoners as to you just simply click it and then the image does what? Is this, is this software resident on my computer? Is it a cloud? Does your company dress it up and send it back? How does it work? We run on both Windows and Mac software, so on your computer. Two, when you select one or more images, the image comes into the queue. We analyze it. We adjust color, contrast, sharpness, and brightness all at once based on what that particular image needs. 
We then present a nine-up screen where the software has identified what it thinks is the best fix in the center image. But in the bottom left, we have more contrast, less light. In the top right, we have less contrast, more light, because everyone does see lightness and contrast differently, the rods and cones in your eyes. So with one click, you're able to improve the image. And then we have easy-to-use controls to fine-tune if necessary, but oftentimes it's not necessary. So let's say that it was a 1960s photograph, and because the dyes that are red, green, blue, and how those dyes are changing because of light, humidity, moisture, heat, those dyes are shifting. And so what we're actually able to do is to understand what the shift has been and to be able to fix it with the one click. Uh, with a document similarly is, is is that the the ink that was laid down on the paper, both the paper has changed as well as the contrast between the paper and the ink has changed. So we're able to identify those differences to automatically improve it. So some of the historical documents that I might have, which I do have, and my listeners would have from their families, I can scan it and then pipe it into the software click the mouse, and then it looks at the photograph or the document. It decides where the line, which possibly has been blurred, they, it brings the line together. Do I get to make choices? Say, you know, that's not where the line should be, or can you tighten it up? What are my options? A couple of really good points there. Um, so the first part is in old, old documents, you know, 16, 17, 1800s, there is a lot of fade that has occurred in, in the blurring, i.e. that... Um, it's less able to be seeing the, the line, whether it was written by pencil or pen or the like. And this will tighten it up in order to be able to see the difference between the background and the foreground ink. So that's exactly what we do. So if I just happen to have one of the originals of the Magna Carta, it could dress it up and make it so that I could read it. Exactly correct. Oh, why? Not that I have one, or at least I'm admitting to it. I move on. So vivid pics can take an image, say the storefront that I have, and it's not a good picture. And will it make it from a reasonable picture to a great picture? If I just take it from my camera? Yeah. And that is one of the algorithms as well, which is, is that we're all taking more photographs than we ever have before. One, because we're, we're taking 1.3, 1.4 trillion images a year on a global basis with our mobile devices. And oftentimes those images do need improvement. So we're able to improve all of those. Also, with our first software product for scuba diving, water is blurry. And in order to be able to sharpen those images, we develop a sharpening algorithm in order to be able to really tighten up and improve that portion of images as well. So yeah, all of your current images, we're able to make those look terrific as well. So we've identified the fact that if you're a small business owner and you have documents that are possibly folded or they're corrupted in some way, you can scan them and VividPix will dress them up as if nothing ever happened to them or as close to it as possible. Correct. Okay, so let's move to the genesis of the company. You were walking around Hewlett-Packard and Kodak, and then you had this Kodak moment, as our generation <laughs> knew. And you decided, you know what, I've got another widget that I can create or put a new spoke in the wheel. How did VividPix come to mind? And then what were the steps that you took to create the company? 
I was on a spring break, uh, my daughter and her roommate from the Air Force Academy. We took a trip down to Belize in order to go scuba diving. And many years before that, Randy Fredland, my business partner, he's the scientist. He holds over 150 patents in color and image science. And we, as I mentioned before, we live the Pixhole too. Yeah, so well, he, got- was, he was the guy that paid attention in school, I'm sure. <laughs> he's he's the smart one. I like teasing. <laughs> uh, so I got back from the vacation, and because this was such an important vacation for us all, and because we went diving, and because the images came back green, which is what happens because the warm colors are filtered out of the image because you're underwater, I sent them up to Randy and said, "Please fix these pics," and he did. And it got me thinking, Randy and I had worked on a underwater project once before Kodak. It got me thinking, what are people doing now in the digital world? And so I called up a couple of old friends and people described that people were fixing it with the company you mentioned before, Photoshop. And and Photoshop is, again, it's a terrific software. It's just you need to really know how to use it. Yeah, you have to have a skill set. Exactly. So that got me to thinking, you know, what if we were able to create software to make it easy to improve your underwater photos? So that was the beginning of VividPix. And um, we were fortunate that we knew the industry, knew some great people to help us share what we were up to. And that was the genesis of the company. So you had that moment where you said, you know what, this works. The smart guy in the room says, yeah, I can do that. So then you decided, well, let's make a business out of it. What were some of the challenges that you had in going forward in creating a business that all of us entrepreneurs have had challenges? What were yours? I'd say the largest challenge is creating your brand and creating your awareness in order for not necessarily your culture, but to make sure that the company is what you want it to be. And certainly when you're swinging around a a Kodak or an HP brand is very different than coming out from nothing. And it's expensive in order to get your name out there in order for people to become aware of the product, even if it is the best product available. So the number one challenge was A, awareness, and then B, building the brand for credibility. Well, and that would apply to any product or service for an entrepreneur. What were the steps that you took to overcome those obstacles of the brand awareness and and make your presence known? Because not always the best product is the best seller. It's the one that's got the best marketing. So what did you do to establish that brand to make you vivid picks? So in the underwater world, as I mentioned before, I'd gotten to know some terrific people. And with their support, we were able to instantly have credibility. For instance, one person that helped me was Kathy Church. And Kathy literally wrote five books with her husband at the time, Jim Church, back 30, 40 years ago in order to be able to take underwater photos. So Kathy supported us. Marty Snyderman supported us. Other great photographers said, this is really, really good software. So working with the mentors and the influencers, we've done that on steroids with our Restore product. So we do have the best software for family history, genealogy, restoration, improvement. So working with the communities, whether that be one of the top libraries in America, for instance, Allen County Public Library in Fort Wayne, Indiana, has the largest genealogy center in a public library in America. And so they got to know us, realized what we were doing, and they began allowing us to share that they're somebody who thought highly of us. 
other genealogy historians that were expert, whether it be in photo organization, whether it be in the records that you will find in other parts of the world. And when doing genealogy, oftentimes the documents that allows you to be able to find your roots are not legible. So them realizing that our software was allowing them to do more in their research and then them sharing that knowledge with their followers as being a mentor. So it's networking, it's A, having a good product. It's B, understanding the marketplace, getting to know the marketplace, being credible within the marketplace, and then C, stepping out there and getting people to believe in you. Well, the first thing that comes to mind as an entrepreneur and business owner would be, how do I get the biggest bang for my buck, so to say, by getting into other businesses that are already into what you described, the genealogy? Have you gotten into the genealogy outfits where these documents that show up that are handwritten from the 20s where our grandparents or great-grandparents immigrated through Ellis Island? Are you able to take those handwritten old documents and make them more legible? Absolutely. That's exactly what we do. So we do make all those old documents look better. Two is credibility building. So as you might expect, as you're a small company and you're having conversations with an entrepreneur or sole proprietorship of the speakers, B, the libraries a little bit larger, and C, then getting in contact with some of the larger players within the genealogy world. And those enterprise sales take a little bit longer than a one-on-one solopreneur. So uh, we recently have been added to family searches programs page uh, where they go through a criteria in order to be able to make sure that these are the right products, incredible products, in order to be able to be available to make their membership aware of your products. So that's an example where stick-to-itiveness has produced a fairly large uh, opportunity for us. So if I understand you correctly, you went through the public library and said, I've got this. Can I try it out with you or will you try it out with me? And therefore creating a footprint of credibility that the library or the library system found this to be a useful product. And then you're able to use them as an endorsement to move forward. Exactly correct. So as an example, we partnered with another company called Today's Business Solutions based out of Illinois, and they have a large footprint within the library community. And they create the uh, magnetic stripe cards for you as a patron to be able to enter the library. They manage the transaction in the back end. They create scanning solutions in order for you as a patron to be able to walk there and scan an image, upload those images into the cloud or drop it down to an, into a USB. And they brought in the VividPix software as being the image improvement within their workstation. In conversations, we were able to keep our branding, i.e. the VividPix name in the user interface so that we were able to get into a partner that had broad deployment, be within a location that we wanted to pursue, so that C, we were able to gain the licensing benefits for being inside of those scanning devices, and then B, great when the patron wants to go into the library in order to fix things, but because our software sells for $49.99, it's a very reasonable price software, they may not always 
want to go into the library to do their image improvement. So go into the library, scan it, bring it down to a new USB, go home, download images from various search areas, bring it down to your computer and use VividPix to fix it. And that allowed us to be able to be in both locations, generating revenues from both locations. But I wouldn't necessarily have to go physically into the library to do that. If I had the document on my screen, I pulled it up and then I wanted to improve it or enhance it, that I could just download that image right from my home office and put the VividPix application or program on it and do it from there. Absolutely correct. You can do it both ways. And the reason why the library strategy made sense for us is it created revenue being a license within all of those devices. B, it was a credibility builder in order to be in all of those public libraries. And then C, for the people to trial it in those locations as well and to see how powerful it is. Absolutely. You're able to go to vividpix.com, vivid-pix, P-I-X.com, download the software, spend 50 bucks and have it on your computer. And that way you're able to use it on all of your images. Today's camera phones have improved to the point where I know my grandfather, who was a professional photographer with all the big lugging stuff that he had to haul around, he'd be envious of the quality of pictures that we take as amateurs on our cell phones, of all things. It's just astounding what I can do with my phone. Absolutely. So the ability to be able to use very intuitive, powerful software for current images being captured where VividPix can help with that or other images of old images and or documents that would also be able to be fixed in that environment. Absolutely. I have one of my grandfather's Hasselblad medium format, which his favorite thing to shoot was with Kodachrome. Try and find that these days. <laughs> you can't, actually. Yeah. <laughs> actually, as, as a side story to that, Kodachrome is actually a black and white film that in the processing, it added color. That's one of the reasons why Kodachrome actually has greater stability because black and white film has greater stability. And then two, the Kodachrome itself had to be processed at very specific labs, uh, specifically for quite some time, only at a Kodak lab. Because of the processing difficulties, that's one of the reasons why Kodachrome film, Kodachrome processing, I don't believe is available anymore. But great, great film and, and, and product. We're talking with Rick Voigt from VividPix and VividPix.com. That's V-I-V-I-D hyphen P-I-X, folks. And you can get more information right off of BizSoup. Go to the interview and you'll have all the links and the transcriptions and everything about this interview with Rick. Rick, if you turned around and looked at yourself years ago when you came up with this Kodak moment, so to say, or this VividPix moment, what would you do differently from what you did back then? You know, you hear about it, that it takes twice as long and costs twice as much, and it's true. At least, yes. So in that original business building, to have the wherewithal into how hard it was going to be and, and how much it was going to take uh, to find success, I wish I could have talked to myself then. Being an entrepreneur is hard. It's a lovely, lovely thing to do and, and to take your experience and your, and your knowledge to, to create something of your own but it's a bunch of work. So plan for the long haul. Make sure that you've got the ability to fund it along the way, um, whether that be on your own or friends and family or other people to help you out with angels um, or different, and in the plan to be able to get that. Speaking of friends, family, and angels, did you rely upon yourself, your family, or angels to get this to where VividPix is now today? 
Yeah, uh, the mass majority of the company is owned by Randy and myself. And so being my business partner. And so with that, the good news is that we both had enough wherewithal in order to be able to fund a lot of the development. We also did not hire people. We hired contractors based on their skill sets right. in order to be able to create what it is that we needed to have done. And we both have a fairly good network in order to be able to find the right workers to do the right things. We do have a couple of uh, friends and family, smaller percentages involved in the company. It did not get to the point of uh, family members not inviting you to, <laughs> to holidays. And then it's really control of your money, measuring what you're doing, continuing to try different things because you don't know what's going to be successful. For instance, our restore product is much, 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 much more successful versus our scuba product simply because of the market size. Right. And we, we had also had five years of development that went into our software prior to launching that second product. And then uh, we know where we're going to go to in the future. We have thought about uh, having others help us out financially. We'll see what goes with that. Well, what you were describing or what I call and everybody knows are my five points. It's the idea, the plan, the people, the execution and the solution. Take away any one of them and your business will fail. And you've just described all of those. And, and that is the process for which every successful business, including Vivid Picks, as an example here on Business Soup, got to where you're at. And of course, what is the next hurdle that you're looking to overcome? Where do you want this to go? We do know a lot about images. Uh, we do know where we can take it, both from a image improvement standpoint and some things that we know that we can do to make it yet even better. And so our processing engine, B, uh, you've certainly brought up mobile device. Um, there's also the cloud out there. Back when we were looking at the market and processing in the cloud, looking at the regions, our scuba software, as an example, has been sold in 116 nations around the globe. And we were looking at processing powers in the global marketplace. So cloud processing was not viable, but now things have changed uh, dramatically for that. So looking at cloud applications as well. I see this as an opportunity. I wish this had come along years ago for my kids. They're grown and on their own, but I can see this as an opportunity for a child that has all the skill sets of using their thumbs and fingers on the computer, being able to go to neighbors, friends and family and saying, hey, for a fee, I'll create a business for them and they can do the restoration for the people that don't have the time or the skill sets. I see it as a great home-based business opportunity for the family. Buy the software, go into business. I think that's a great idea. So two parts of that. One, family history is the second most popular hobby in America and in other parts of the world. Because it is so prevalent of desire, the ability for somebody to do the scanning and to do the improvement as a home-based business absolutely exists. B is we have an affiliate program. So if people went to our uh, vividfix.com news and within the news area in order to be able to create an affiliate relationship with us where we pay 20% of revenues that that company is able to direct people to us in order to be able to sell our software. So if people have a web-based business, they're looking to have products in order to be able to offer to their their followers, their bloggers, their all those types of things, here's a great way to throw off 10 bucks for every $50 sale, 20%. Um, so I think both of those are great home-based business potentials. Certainly. 
Well, Rick, I could go on forever on this subject, but I have to say that this serving has to come to an end. For those of you who have an interest, please, please go to bizsoup.com. It's the one resource where business comes for business. And in this case, our guest, Rick Voigt from Vivid Picks, has been kind enough to share his insight into his entrepreneurship, being able to clean up your act, folks, and that's on your pictures. Go to bizsoup.com for more information. And Rick, thanks so much for being a part of this serving of Business Soup. Thank you, John. This has been another serving of Business Soup, where business comes for business. I'm John Debevoise, inviting you to visit the website for more servings of what is best in business. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.